From our studios in the Southern Food and Beverage Museum in New Orleans, welcome to our special Louisiana Eats podcast series, Tammany Taste Quick Bites. I'm Poppy Tooker. Barely 30 minutes northeast of New Orleans, you'll find a thriving, world-class culinary scene in Slidell, Louisiana. For over 20 years now, Duffy Ramirez has paved the fine dining path at Palmetto's on the Bayou. Beginning with a century-old homestead, Duffy expanded and grew his restaurant from the original 40 seats to today's capacity for up to 400 without ever losing the intimate feel of Palmetto's original cottage. When executive chef Ross Dover took the reins in Palmetto's kitchen, the operation took a serious step up. We sat down with Chef Ross in Palmetto's dining room to learn more about what drew him to this special spot along the bayou. Uh, hi, I'm Ross Dover. I'm the executive chef at Palmetto's on the Bayou inside of Louisiana. Tell me about how you first got interested in cooking and where your, where your bayou path has brought you. Um, so I grew up in Homa, Louisiana, uh, very close to multiple bayous. Uh, spent majority of my childhood on and off, you know, hunting camps, uh, boats, just kind of deer stands, duck camps, like whatever we can get our hands on back then. We were, we were kind of involved in anything outdoors. Uh, and then all of those activities in turn at the end turn into a cookout where you're either going to fry or prepare you know, whatever you caught or killed for, for that day. So, And then my grandmother would be the one that I mainly would kind of see cooking uh, afterwards. Like my dad and my stepdad, all their friends would fry or make a jambalaya or something really quick. But she was the one who would always save crab shells, shrimp heads, things to like enhance her cooking uh, down the road. So uh, watching her a lot really helped me to understand like how to piece together, you know, every little bit of what you brought home. And what did you call her? Uh, I called her my mama, Loretta. Uh, you had a mama? Yeah, that was my mama. I had one too. Yeah. The gumbo you make here at Palmetto's on the Bayou is a bit of a tribute to her. Uh, very much so. It's uh. It's definitely a base for the recipe. We've kind of adapted it to, to be our own here because we have uh, a beautiful big smoker that we use to smoke our own ducks and make our own tasso. Kind of just elevated ingredients to what she would normally have, which would be smoked sausage, crab legs, you know, things she would pull out of the freezer. But uh, as far as like that preparation, that step-by-step, -step, how to ensure flavor and how to build flavor and really like kind of build love within that pot, you know, that came from her. You are very fortunate to have one of the great cooking schools truly in America, right there on the bayou also, huh? Yes, ma'am. Um, so I, I originally went to school to be an, uh, an x-ray tech because my mother was a nurse, and I thought, you know, I might as well try to my hand and see what I could do in that field. Uh, I didn't make it a semester into, <laughs> into college before I realized maybe I should try something else, you know? And, uh, at that time, restaurant jobs as a college student, just trying to survive, was like an, you know, uh, an easy, easy thing to get. So I got a job, and 
I kind of worked myself through there for a little while and then realized, uh, you know, that I could make a career path from... Um, you, when you realized that being an x-ray tech was just not going to be for you, you ended up back on the bayou, huh? Yeah, I ended up back in Houma. Uh, I spent about a, a year in Baton Rouge just working. And then when I moved back to Houma, uh, through mutual friends, I was able to get a job at a seafood restaurant, a pretty uh, big seafood restaurant down there, Big Al's. And over the next like five years or so, I just worked boiling seafood, working in the kitchen, doing catering, kind of like growing my love for Louisiana cooking and like what it can be at uh-huh. like a, at a place that's established in my hometown. And uh, that allowed me the time to work towards getting to culinary school. Uh, I had to go to a couple of years of junior college before I was able to get there. So it only made my hunger to be there a lot more uh, prevalent. So when I got there, it was strictly business. Wanted to make sure I did my best. And that led to me having opportunities to work at some of the nicest places in New Orleans at the time, you know. Uh, it got me the externship at August and kind of like stepped my career forward uh, from, from just being a part of Nichols' culinary program. I got the opportunity, I mean, it was all kind of brought to my attention of you'll work for people who came from the school at the places where you wanted to go. So I was able to get the job under Michael Galata for my externship. And that just led to meeting numerous chefs who are now running restaurants throughout New Orleans. So Michael was the executive Michael, chef at August when you ex- had your externship. Mm-hmm. Michael was the executive chef. Kelly Fields was the pastry chef. Evan Ingram was the sous chef. Drake Leonard's was the sous chef. Uh, I mean, it was a good bit of people that came through there. Miles Landrum, who's runs Johnny oh, Sanchez. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. my uh, sous chef when I was there. Uh, a lot of, you know, so it was very cool to, to know like where I was, was a place of growing. And, and I had cool or like people to look up to like as my career developed. And then you had a very special time at Johnny Sanchez working for Aaron. Yeah. So I was able to go right when they opened to help them, uh, kind of get the ball rolling. I was there for about a year and a half. Again, I worked, Miles Landrum was able to transfer there to be the executive chef. I'd already had a relationship with him, so he asked me to come and help uh, open there. And it was fun to see a different side of cooking, you know, a uh, different prep, uh, like preparation-wise, different techniques. And it really like harbored my love for, for uh, like Latin cuisine. And then I was able to travel a lot with Aron so I was able to see the outside uh, reach that a chef can have, you know, on, on people's lives. And it was kind of inspiring, you know, to be a part of that. And uh, it definitely helped me grow uh, as, a, as a leader, as an individual, and really, like, focus on what I could do better, you know, moving forward. Um, so I was very, very thankful for that time. Well, Restaurant them. August in New Orleans is such a bastion of fine dining. Oh, yeah. And so you actually had become executive chef there. Yes, ma'am. Right before your career moved to Slidell. Yeah. I, I enjoyed working in the CBD. I think the pandemic really put a lot of things into perspective for me. Uh, yeah. the, the time that I was in New Orleans was very focused on my career. Uh, so when I took over August as the executive chef, uh, that kind of just encompassed my whole life, you know, for a good year and a half. And 
when the pandemic hit and that time got taken away and I was able to open it up to see my family more and to be able to be there for them more, I realized how much time I missed and how important that is to, to not just like them, but to me in my life. So when the opportunity came to be closer to them, it was like a perfect storm. I, I, I loved working in the city. I loved the standards at August and the people I worked with. It was just for me and for my, my family, it was the best decision because we all know time is something we, we don't get back, you know? No. And careers are careers, but that relationship you build with little ones, like that's super important. So uh, I was very thankful for everything that happened, you know, because it, it, it definitely pushed me in a direction uh, of growth for myself and, and for, for my family, you know? And the John Foles Culinary Academy did a lot more for you than just give you an education. That's where you found your wife because exactly. she has a culinary background too. Exactly. I, I met my wife in culinary school. I probably would not have graduated culinary school without her. She has been my driving force from the time I met her till now. She pushes me every single day to get better. And, and you uh, and Paige have two little ones yes, now? Yes, ma'am. We have two little girls, Jewel and Ari. One's seven and the other one's 21 month old. So, And they are the biggest inspiration to move in a positive direction, you know, to be an example for two little girls is, it's a burden, but it's a good burden to have. And it's, it's something that I have a lot of pride in. And so you packed your family up and you moved to the country, so to well, speak. Kind of. I actually, I lived in Pearl River oh. pretty much the entire time I worked in the city. Oh. But before that, I was living in Thibodeau and driving back and forth. So I was always a commuter for the decade or so I worked in New Orleans. So that was another huge thing was, you know, I don't have to spend that much time uh, a day, you know, just driving back and forth throughout, uh, you know, New Orleans East. Like it's, it's, it gets to be a good bit of time, you know. That was Ross Dover, executive chef at Slidell's Palmetto's on the Bayou. Next, we were joined by restaurateur Duffy Ramirez, for whom Palmetto's on the Bayou has been a labor of love for more than two decades. Here's Duffy. Duffy, what a special spot you've got here. You know, the, 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 the images on radio were never so good, but looking around, the, literally surrounded by palmettos, surrounded by this beautiful woody scene with cypress trees and moss and oak trees. It's beautiful here. You've been here how long? We've been, we've been open 21 years, and it took us a couple years to build, so I've been on this property for about 23 years. Well, what a treasure it is here in It's a very Slidell. special little property. We were really fortunate to get it. It was highly sought after, and one of my original partners, Bob Saulberger, who's an architect, had a connection with the older gentleman who owned it, and it was one of those deals where everybody wanted it, and we got it, you know, just because they were friends and they knew family friends. And so it's a very special little piece of property right in the middle of town, and you feel like you're just, you know, it's a quintessential Louisiana environment. You just feel like you're, you know, out in uh, the swamp somewhere, and you're, and you're right, you're right off, you know, it's five minutes off the interstate, and so it's a special little spot. 
while we were sitting here, we, we had the illusion broken by a siren for a moment, and it struck me how really close to bustling downtown Slidell and Front Street we really are, but you sure can't tell once you're seated inside your beautiful restaurant. Yeah, it's great, and it's beautiful in the daytime, and then at dusk the sun sets right behind us on the bayou, so that's magical, all the different shadows and the lighting. And then at night, we have um, all of our trees lit in different kind of ways and, it, and little twinkle lights, and we put candles. And so it's magical at night. So it's, it's, you know, we're very fortunate to have this, you know, natural environment to work with. Take us through how this property has grown. It all just started off in that little front room in the bar. How many seats up there? We have like 40 seats in the front, and, and we call that the Dunbar Room, and it's filled with George Dunbar's artwork, and we're so fortunate to have that. And Kirk Dunbar was uh, one of my best friends forever, and uh, sadly he's passed away, but he helped me start the place, and George has been our patriarch and still is our best supporter, and uh, so we're lucky to have his artwork in the front. And so we started with that little room, we called the Dunbar Room and a little porch, and we just kept piecing it together like a Lego set until we were here. And I've you know, got plans to keep going. And uh, we've acquired some property on both sides of us, next to the park and on the other side. And uh, we're gonna add a, a beer garden and kind of a courtyard and expand our event facilities a little bit. And we're adding some parking and so we're full speed ahead, you know, just trying to get as much talent as, as we can around us. And, you know, real fortunate to have Chef Ross come on board. And we just acquired a, a great general manager named Jorge Toro, who has uh, a long storied past at Commanders and with the Dickey Burning Group. And, uh, and so we are trying to be as good as we can and, and trying to surround ourselves with the best people we can to make it all happen. You know, you told me that at max for cocktail parties, you can do upwards of 400. Going from <sighs> 40 to 400 is quite a feat. It is. How did you grow like that? Well, it, it just happened incrementally, and we would literally book a party and then build enough to do the party. And so it was a real... <laughs> It's a real survival thing, you know, we started off very underfunded and, um, you know, like entrepreneurs do, you just jump in and try to make it work. So we were fortunate, you know, and we, of course, we've been through a lot with the hurricanes and, and different things and, um, and really are fortunate that, you know, we are where we are. Um, but uh, it's just come together, you know, in a nice way. And, and I, I'm hoping in about six months, we really have some more uh, additions to to make it even more special. But yeah, it was just little by little, we, we pieced it together and, uh, and we, we love where we are right now. One of the things that really strikes me is the dining room that we're sitting in now. It's like the outside has come indoors on the walls. Tell me about the murals. Yeah, uh, Phil Galatis is a local artist and uh, he's very talented. And these murals were painted probably 10 years ago and uh, he's itching to redo them, but we love them. And, uh, and so he might come in and do some, some little additions to them. But he's so talented, and, um, and he's also a carver. He carves decoys, and he's a world champion decoy carver, and he's a 
a local bayou guy, so uh, everybody knows Phil. And uh, so we have the Dunbar Room with George's work, which is, you know, world class. And then we have this beautiful little garden room with Phil's murals. And uh, again, we're just real fortunate that it came together like it did. And here we are on one of the hottest days, and much to my surprise, we walked out onto your expansive decks, and it's kind of temperate out there. How in the world are you accomplishing that? It's the cypress trees, huh? I think it is. It's, we have a lot of shade around us. We have one of these big fans, one of these giant fans that moves a lot of air. But when it's this hot, and, and it is, you know, 110 degrees today or something with the heat index, it does get challenging, but it's surprisingly comfortable. But on a normal hot summer day, it's really comfortable. You know, on a normal 92-degree day, you know, where most people think, oh, my gosh, it's, it's really just uh, very comfortable out there. So, yeah, um, the, the customers don't have any problem. They love to sit out there. It's the, the waiters are... <laughs> oh, I wish they'd sit inside, you know. Well, what's really lovely are the huge decks take you right down to the landing, to the bayou. Mm-hmm. And I understand that some of your guests often will come by water. They sure So do. you can tie up to the dock here? You can pull right up by boat, and, and people do all the time. And then there's a whole marina next to us, um, but, but we have a nice little dock and... The uh, Heritage Park is right next to us, which is a great little park, and they do productions. The Crab Festival will be happening there in a month or so, and we have uh, Bayou Jams. And so people come and park on our docks and park next door on the, at the park and, and walk over to us. So it's, it's just a great uh, asset to Slidell, um, the park, and, and it's a great you know, asset to us to be on the water like we are. And it's a beautiful little bayou. It's Bayou Bonfica, and it goes right to uh, Lake Pontchartrain and Bayou Liberty intersects right before you get to the lake and it's just gorgeous. Um, we, we talk about one day maybe trying to have some sort of uh, get together with one of these boat tour people that do the swamp tours and because it's just a real treat to get out on the water but we'll see if that ever happens. Explain to us about the historical aspects of Robert's Landing. Okay, so Robert's Landing was the original dock area of Slidell. And Slidell was built up as a vacation place for people to take a boat over from the city, but also um, it was a big timber and brick. There was big brick factories. St. Joe Brick is still here, and there was a couple other ones. And, and there was also creosote that they you know, did with the trees. And uh, so it was a big kind of industrial area. and. And in this whole area where Palmettos is and and this Bayou Lane area was all uh, part of this Roberts Landing. So it it was where Slidell, um, you know, originated. And it just grew from here. An old town popped up with hotels and uh, a lot of saloons, from what I understand. And uh, and it's and it's just kind of grown from there. But this is this is an old historic part of Slidell. And uh, and you get a sense of that. You know, when you come down to our little restaurant, you can see how uh, this waterway was the lifeline of the area and, and how the, the bricks and the, and the lumber and whatnot, you know, made its way to the city. Duffy, why Slidell? Why did you choose to put down such deep roots here? 
Well, I'm, I'm from New Orleans. I'm from uh, Mid-City, and I grew up in Covington. And my friends lived in Slidell. They got bused to St. Paul's in Covington. There wasn't so many schools back then. And I always loved Slidell. It was, it was you know, it had a little fishing village feel. And I went to Tulane, and, and I lived in the city for several years. And then I, I just felt comfortable here. And then I made my way to Birmingham and opened a place called Zydeco for I was there for 10 years with a couple New Orleans guys, and it's still there, as a matter of fact, and uh, sold my part out of that to come back here when we found this property. And, uh, and I just knew when this property became available that you know, I, w I was ready to come home and that it was just a special spot, and, and you know, we were very fortunate to be able to get it. Tell me what Palmetto's on the bayou means to the community well i'd like to you know i'd like to think that that we are you know a really special part of the community we cer certainly try to be but you know so many people it's a it's a special occasion kind of place and so a lot of people have been engaged here you know and we help set up you know special tables and you know everybody's peeking and watching when people come in to do that and then of course a lot of people get married here and then come back for their anniversaries and and uh, um, so it's, it really has, you know, and that's the best part of the business is, is just being part of, um, you know, the community and, and, and these special times. And, and, and there's a lot of celebrations of life here and, uh, you know, full circle and, and people celebrating people's lives. And uh, so, you know, we're honored to do our best to, uh, to have a nice place for people to enjoy themselves and to celebrate life. I guess it must be so edifying to be in the position you're in of, I bet you've watched the customers grow up. Yeah, yeah, I really have. And, uh, you know, workers come in as 16-year-olds and, uh, you know, 20 years later, you know, and, and customers too. And, uh, you know, there's several, you know, I have several friends that worked here 20 years ago and, and you know we're now customers that come in with their family so yeah it's it's a wonderful thing and, and it's a great community Slidell's a wonderful place and it's really on a it's really on an upswing old town which you know we feel like we're part of we're right across um, you know the street from old town and it's really on an upswing and it's just a beautiful little town and uh, and we're just proud to be part of it was Duffy Ramirez of Palmetto's on the Bayou. With almost three acres of Bayou front property now, Duffy is expanding again. This fall, Palmetto's side yard will open, adding a casual outdoor beer garden with live entertainment to Palmetto's extensive deck areas. So whether it's a romantic dinner for two, a venue for your wedding, or a fun place to kick back with the kids for brunch, Palmetto's on the Bayou fills the bill. I can't wait to go back. Big thanks to our sponsor, Visit the North Shore, where you can discover world-class culinary flavors and so much more. 
Experience the bounty of the bayou and rich culture from award-winning chefs, soulful mom and pop restaurants, extraordinary bakers, and creative mixologists. To learn more, request the Explore the North Shore Visitor Guide for inspirational stories, custom itineraries, and event information at visitthenorthshore.com. St. Tammany Parish, Louisiana's easy escape, just 40 minutes from New Orleans French Quarter. This podcast was produced by Blake Longlinay for Poppy Tooker Broadcasting.